Proverbs 1, verses 8 through 19. Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching. For they are a graceful garland for your head, and pendants for your neck. My son, if sinners entice you, do not consent. If they say, come with us, let us lie in in wait for blood. Let us ambush the innocent without reason. Like Sheol, let us swallow them alive, and whole like those who go down to the pit. We shall find all precious goods. We shall fill our houses with plunder. Throw in your lot among us. We will all have one purse. My son, do not walk in the way with them. Hold back your foot from their paths, for their feet run to evil. They make haste to shed blood. For in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird. But these men lie in wait for their own blood. They set an ambush for their own lives. Such are the ways of everyone who is greedy for unjust gain. It takes away the life of its possessors. It's the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Joined by the amazing, the lovely, the ever so calm and friendly, Jerry Brooks. Jeremy. Happy to be here. A pleasure to have you in the chair. <laughs> As we press on into Proverbs. Mm. And, uh, you know, I haven't talked about this yet on ODR, but Whoa. I think the time befits us, especially by the time that this episode is out in the world. But Jen and I are expecting a baby, a little boy. Amazing. We're expecting a son. And so, you know, as I've been reading these Proverbs and kind of getting ready to record these episodes, it's all written kind of through this paternal yeah, uh, yeah. voice mm. to a son. And so it's kind of an interesting moment in my life right now to feel the intent of the author and the the framework of this wisdom uh, in a much more personal way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, as I like have gone through life up until this point, my my primary concern has been you know, Will Carlisle doing well in this life. And of course I want my friends and my family to do well, but like, it's very easy for the primary concern to be the health, wealth and prosperity of Will Carlisle. (laughs) And it's been really cool Mm. to like feel this shift already, you know, we'll probably be about halfway through the pregnancy when this goes out. Mm. But, um, we, we feel this shift of like my primary concern when I stop to pray, when Jen and I pray before going to bed or, um, you know, before meals or whenever, kind of the first thing on my mind is, Lord, keep our baby healthy, like keep our son healthy, let him grow strong Mm -hmm. and call him to yourself one day, Mm -hmm. fill him with wisdom. Mm -hmm. Don't let him be, you know, foolish. Don't let him make a wreck of himself, Mm -hmm. but set your favor upon him, set your wisdom within him. And so it's really cool to, you know, kind of see this is not just like this cold, you know, my son, blah, 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 my son, blah, 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 blah. But this is all written through love and mm-hmm. all written through the interest in someone else's well-being. Mm-hmm. So yeah. in today's, you know, kind of passage, we have all this talk about unjust gain, um, about uh, justice versus injustice and, you know, these wicked manipulative people who are planning ambushes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Jeremy, what are your thoughts on everything that the, uh, the author of Proverbs is, is saying here 
and kind of that framework of the father-son relationship. What what do you mm. see in this passage today? Well, yeah, I do just affirm your desire for the prospering of your children as someone who's mm. a little bit further along the, yeah. the parenting path. Yeah. Um, that is like a very natural thing. Like it's so, it is so silly to think that like a parent, like no one would ever praise a parent who didn't want their children to prosper. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's so natural to like mm-hmm. a parent. And so that kind of like, I love that you even opened up with that. Cause I've always thought of Proverbs and it is this of like, yeah, this is kind of how life in God's world works best mm. um, in, in one That's sense. That's a great way of putting it. And, and, but it's, it's kind of like, it's not just how life in God's world works best. It's like God as parent, you know, it's for God's people. You know, he, he wants his people to live a certain way for their, for their own blessing and goodness. Mm-hmm. And we know that there are exceptions to like all of the wisdom that we read in Proverbs, hence Ecclesiastes and Job yep, <laughs> and, yep. uh, and and whatnot. But but nonetheless, it is it is this kind of fatherly guidance of God for his covenant people and how they can prosper in his world um, in, in a good in a good way. And so I, I love the way that you kind of opened us up yeah. in that direction. That, that is how we should read it. Yeah, uh, absolutely. That's good, yeah. Absolutely. So he, uh, you know, he kind of pushes into really eight through nine is, you know, this address, kind of this entrance point. And then in verses, let's see, 10, uh, kind of, I guess through the rest of the chapter, he, he gets into uh, the specific theme of this section or mm-hmm. not the rest of the chapter through verse 19, mm-hmm. but he gets into the specific theme, uh, which is this evil kind of get rich quick, take advantage of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you might even say natural selection kind of invitation mm-hmm. that we all apparently are going to encounter at different points in life. The ability to uh, align ourselves with an advantageous group of people mm-hmm. to profit off of disadvantaged people. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's an interesting thing to stop and really think about what this looks like in our lives, because I don't know about you, Jerry, but no one has ever invited me to mug anyone. <laughs> I've never, no, I've missed I don't those. think so. Maybe, maybe I'm just not seeing the text messages come through, <laughs> but, uh, I don't think I'm being invited to any holdups or, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. any bank robbings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I think a lot of times with passages like this, we can just exonerate ourselves and be like, oh, well, good thing I don't run with that crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, maybe if I grew up in a worse part of town or yeah. like whatever, this would apply. But I don't think that that's true because if you really like break it down to that principle level, it, it's and seeing the, the binary sides, like there there's these advantaged people who, as the Proverbs says, they're greedy for unjust gain. Mm-hmm. So they're greedy and greedy by any means necessary. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. there are the vulnerable, there are the disadvantaged, mm-hmm. who of course are going to be preyed upon by the advantage. And you know, I think that that this principle works itself out so much in every culture of human history, yeah. including the one that we live in. And you know, I think like. It can play out in our workplaces. I think it can, it even kind of plays out 
um, in an interesting way with cancel culture. Like there's, there's an interesting, whether it's like broader cultural cancel culture or like within the church, you know, somebody says the wrong thing and then they're like, they have the red X upon them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we always have this option to, uh, for our own gain, whether it's status or comfort or whatever, for our own gain, we can align ourselves with, you know, the advantaged people. Mm-hmm. And uh, I love that, you know, there's just out the gate, there's this condemnation of injustice mm-hmm. and greed, mm-hmm. which, you know, are two topics that are very close to the heart of God. People will try to critique Christianity uh, because of pastors or churches or you know, cultural Christian figures who have not been passionate about justice, not been passionate about equity, but we actually see in the Bible that God's very passionate about. So what are your thoughts on Mm -hmm. all this? Yeah, I think, I I think that's a great way of of putting it. Like the, you're thinking through what does it look like to, um, to pursue this, like, because unjust gain, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and then greediness. Well, in this situation, you know, they're, they're kind of like in their minds, like they feel like wise. They're kind of like, look, there's these folks, they don't expect us. Yeah. We're going to really like get them unjustly, but we're going to get them mm-hmm. and we're going to come out on top. Yeah. And so it's actually wise for you, since we're going to be on top, uh, for you to join with us. Mm-hmm. And so, but it, it's it's very important, like you said, to point out that he's saying that like people who are doing this are like, doing it in an unjust way. And, you know, for whatever reason, I was thinking of like football and like, mm-hmm. you know, that, maybe it's just cause that's been like everything we've been talking about culturally for the past, like several months um, mm-hmm. and with college football and NFL stuff. And, and so that's just like maybe one little example of like, yeah, there are certainly ways in that kind of industry to pursue like unjust gain. Mm-hmm. And there may be an invitation to, participate in that and you're mm-hmm. kind of joining in and saying well i'll be of one purse <laughs> if mm-hmm. we if we carry this thing out in this unjust way and there mm-hmm. and, and so there's this greed that might lead you to say you know what i probably should do that because i want what i can get from that mm-hmm. but it's interesting how like what he compares that to in verse 17 he says for in vain is a net spread in the sight of any bird mm-hmm. and so and he's saying that this kind of your feet running to evil, your pursuit of unjust gain, this kind of faux wisdom Mm -hmm. (laughs) that you think you have if you live in this way um, is kind of like setting a net for a bird. Well, the bird's going to see the net and fly away. (laughs) Yeah. Is is kind of the point there. Yeah. And so he's kind of saying like, that's the foolishness of this kind of pursuit of unjust gain. And then what he says though, is that these men lie in wait for their own blood. They're setting Mm. an ambush for their own lives. It actually takes away your life. So that's actually a good question. It's like, how does, how does this unjust gain lead to like our lives being taken away? Mm. How do we not have life in that? Why is it un, actually unwise to like side with those people, to side with that way of living? What mm. makes that so unwise? Um, I'd be curious, kind of your thoughts. I think there's like maybe some immediate ways and maybe some broader, like big picture ways. Yeah. I mean, I love to, to your point, the, the picture of injustice that's offered is not just like, this is a bad thing. Stay away from it. But it's like, 
this is self-destructive. Yeah, yeah. Like not only is it morally bad, mm-hmm. but you know, I think the the framework of wisdom is it helps you zoom out, right? It's kind of like a wide angle lens on life. And so being unwise is is operating based only off what you see in front of you in a moment. Um, or at least that's a symptom of being unwise. And being wise is living in a fixed manner based off like things you know to be true ultimately. And yeah, so I love, right. you know, it's not just like justice is injustice is bad. It does ultimately profit you, but it's not good. So don't do it. That's mm-hmm. not what he's mm-hmm. saying at all. Yeah. He's saying the, the profits go away, the net that you spread, you end up in. Mm-hmm. And so to bring it back to this like paternal instinct, you know, the same way that I just have immediately felt this like light switch of concerns mm-hmm. for, you know, the welfare and prosperity of my son. Like that is the framework through which this Robert, uh, this author of Proverbs is writing, you know, mm-hmm. that it, it's, I, I want you to prosper. It's not like, I don't want you to prosper in wickedness. It's like, I want you to prosper in righteousness. It's very mm-hmm. proactive because yeah. injustice isn't just a bad way to prosper. It's actually no way to prosper at all. Yes. It's destructive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like, a, a, I mean, a big part of the whole destruction of it goes back to what, you know, you talked about last time with like the fear of the Lord um, is the beginning of knowledge. Fools mm-hmm. despise wisdom and instruction. And so why does this ultimately lead to their destruction? Well, the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The way of the wise leads to life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the fear of the Lord is central here. Yeah. Without the fear of the Lord, it makes no sense for us not to do what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, align ourselves with the greatest powers. Yep. Why wouldn't we do that? Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know what? You probably will prosper for like 40, 50, 60 years. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you'll think life's awesome. Yeah. But there will be a moment where you realize it's not. Yeah. Uh, because you didn't fear the Lord. Yeah. And the way of the wicked will not ultimately prosper. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a great paternal word from Father Jerry. (laughs) (laughs) To Father Will. (laughs) And uh, we only have more coming down the drain. So get ready for more time with Father Jerry and young will i love how we're kind of plumbers also (laughs) yes coming down the drain yes paternal (laughs) paternal plumbing language love it (laughs) all right well we'll see you tomorrow for jeremy brooks's will carlisle we'll see you tomorrow on our daily rhythm thanks for listening to our daily rhythm i'm jason dees one of the pastors of christ covenant and our daily rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on god's word If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.